So what exactly is a long time? We'll talk about that today on Bible Time. Hello again, everyone. Thank you for joining me for Bible Time. Today, I want to ask you, what is a long time? What is a long time? Is eight hours a long time? Well, when you're working during the day, eight hours may seem like a long time. But when you consider that you've worked eight hours a day for, say, 30 years, then is that really a long time? Maybe 30 years is a long time. Is 100 years a long time? What is a long time? You see, as humans, we have to have a standard which to measure everything against. At one point, somebody decided they were going to make 12-inch rulers no longer. Yeah, think about that one for a second, what I just said there. Anyway, all jokes aside, I was led by the Lord to 2 Peter chapter 3. And in this particular verse, verse 8, But do not let this one fact escape you. Notice, beloved, that the Lord, but with the Lord one day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years like one day. The Lord is not slow about his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not willing for any to perish but for all to come to repentance. And then he goes on to talk about the day of the Lord and coming like a thief and a night. And then he says, Therefore, beloved, since you look for these things, be diligent to be found spotless and blameless by him at peace and regard the patience of our Lord as salvation. Just also as our brother Paul, according to wisdom given to you, wrote to you. And then he goes on to say, You therefore, beloved, knowing this beforehand, be on your guard so that you are not carried away by the air of unscrupulous people and lose your own firm commitment. But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to him be the glory for both now and the, to the day of eternity. Amen. So what is a long time? Is a thousand years a long time? Ask somebody who's a hundred years old if a thousand years is a long time. That's 10 of their lifetimes. Yeah, that might be a long time if you compare it to human standards, but what about with God? The United States is only a quarter of a day old if we measure a day as a thousand years. My point is that we need to be very careful in these days to not fall into that trap to say, first of all, that we're living in the end times and God is coming back soon. We don't know. But also don't fall into the trap of, well, it's been a long time. Where is he? Why hasn't he returned? He will come when he's ready. He will come like a surprise to many. But to you who's watching this right now, most likely he will not come as a thief in the night because most likely if you're watching this, you're ready. But also, Let's take these words about being ready and let's measure them against the standard that God is speaking of. Have you ever said to yourself, I need to be more holy? The Bible tells me I need to be more holy. Okay, that is true. What am I going to do to be more holy? When we talk about righteousness, what is righteousness? The Bible teaches us in 2 Peter 3 and also in Isaiah and even in some books that are not in the Bible, like the book of Enoch, that the righteous shall inherit the earth. What does that mean? What makes you righteous? Romans chapter 4, 
Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. Abraham believed God. He had faith. David was a man after God's own heart. Why? Because he had faith. What exactly is faith? Faith is looking in the mirror and saying, I don't know how you're going to get through this, but I know God will get you through it. Faith is looking at your situations, whether they be sinful or whether they be, I just need to have something happen in my life. Looking at any situation in life and saying, I don't know how, but I know God will get me through it. That's what righteousness is. It's faith in the almighty God. It's not, okay, I'm sinning. I need to stop. Yes, you do. You should stop, but not on your own. When you start a word with I, you're already going to fail. How about saying, God, help me to not sin. God, help me to find what I need. Help me to know you more. Help me to grow in my relationship with you. I've said this a thousand times, and I'll say it a thousand more. As we deepen our relationship with God, there is nothing that can get in our way. Oh yeah, there's going to be lots of people, lots of spiritual things that will try to stop us, derail us. But nothing will overcome when we deepen our relationship with God. We will have pain and sorrow for a time, but joy comes in the morning. God will get us through if we trust in him. But if we don't trust in him, he's going to get angry and he's going to let us fall on our face. And then we're going to say things like, oh, he's a long time in coming. Let's not worry about when he's coming. Let's do as Peter says and be ready for when he comes. And how do we do that? Do we have to turn our lives around and make ourselves better? No. God will turn our lives around and make us better. You know, when Jesus spoke the Beatitudes, I often can compare that to pineapple upside down cake. You don't expect when you cut open this cake that there's this beautiful sweet treat at the bottom. What a joy. What a surprise. You expect a spongy cake that's dry and no flavor. But then you got the pineapple at the bottom. You see, we expect that we have to do because society tells us we have to do this. I have to get a college degree. I have to get a master's degree. I have to get a PhD. I have to make a lot of money. I have to have a big house. I have to have a nice car just to keep up with the Joneses. But the Bible says, I want you to trust me. I want you to look to me. I want you to find fulfillment in me. Because the Bible is all about me. And yes, the Bible is all about Jesus, but you know who Jesus is? He's the me. He's the I am. He's the one that we worship and adore. So if you find yourself caught up in saying, how much longer, God? Ask yourself, what am I looking for? Am I looking to get out of these problems? You know, God returns, Jesus returns, and boom, my problems are gone. Yeah, yeah, sure, they are. Are you trying to escape your problems? By turning to God for the wrong reason? How about we want him to come so that we can escape all sinfulness 
We can escape Satan. We can escape this world and inherit the new heavens and new earth. Oh, yeah, sure, the problems will go with it. But is that why you want him to come? Or do you want him to come because you're in such a strong relationship with him that you want to see him face to face? That you want to say to him, I can only imagine what it will be like. Do you want him to come because of who he is? Or because of what you want to get rid of? Oh, I want to get rid of my debts. I want to get rid of my pains. I want to get rid of the daily pain I have. I want to get rid of the financial burdens I have. I want to get rid of the emotional burdens I have. Sure. I don't want to live through another winter. I want it to be summer all the time. Not too hot, not too cold. But I want to see Jesus because of who he is. Because he's given me freedom. Because he's given me a new life. And I'm not here to, to bash you if you are looking to get rid of your debt by Jesus returning. That's, that's just an extra benefit. But what I'm here to say is, why not ask God to renew your mind and deepen that relationship with him? Because you are missing out if you only have a surface relationship with our God. If you take it deeper, you take it to more knowledge of him, you take it to daily turning to him for every single thing you need, then you're going to start to live. And then you won't know what a long time is because you'll be enjoying every single day with our Lord. Take time to deepen that relationship with him and see where it takes you. That's your Bible time for today. I hope you enjoyed it, and I'll talk to you again all real soon. God bless.